Oh, God. Yeah, I out. can't. <laughs> there we go. Anyways, welcome I to this episode. I can't <laughs> just days. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I, yeah, maybe I need to do jugs to like well, listen like, to no, the dad it, jugs it, or like, I just don't know. I can't figure out what the balance is. It's like I do with Jason. Just don't do too much. It's like I do with Jason. Because then I feel like I'm like flipping. Just, do, like, just do half. <laughs> you just look at them and go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's usually my response to Jake. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I okay. still say that golf, the golf and the socks joke is excellent. Like two pairs of socks to the golf scramble because you might get a hole in one. I still think that's, oh, still think that's an amazing joke. You, oh. Do you remember the joke that I told you? And then we can start the show. I swear to God, we okay. will. Uh, but the one I said about, I, I was walking the dog yesterday, and there was just. I live in a random ass area of town, and this dude was having a backpack on and carrying a bag of potting soil. Potting soil. And I was like, "Why? <laughs> Why would you do that?" There is a story here, and I was like, "I wonder." And I was just thinking to myself, "I'm like, what would be funny? Like, like pun with soil?" And I was like, <laughs> "Just grab a bag of potting soil and just throw it on John and be like, he soiled himself." Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just, I'm like, "What is the most?" Because I was thinking at the same time, or not long before that incident happened, when I saw this man carrying yeah. this item, it's like, how to tease John? What would be something that we could do so awful that he would just be as red as a tomato? Wouldn't take much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He had fun at orientation. He was busting out laughing. I've never seen him do that before. He actually was laughing. I wasn't sure. Like he was laughing like he leaned back, mouth open, kind of laughing. I'm like, John doesn't normally do that. What happened? What did we even he was say? Laughing I like think it was, what were you talking about? I think it was Jake made a joke, maybe. I don't even know. I don't remember what it was that was said, but he definitely laughed pretty good. But I'm always like, I don't know how to take you or how you're gonna take me. So I'm just gonna kinda Chill back here until we figure this out. Yeah. Was it straight on cackling, or was it like the count? Like, it wasn't the count. It wasn't the count, yeah. but it wasn't full in cackling. It yeah. was kind of like a nice little an, an medium there. Yeah. 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 yeah, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's like our boy's growing up. <laughs> He's coming out of his shell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to this episode of Nerdbrand Podcast. We're continuing our AI series with AI and education. Um, and so here we'll detect the AI efforts educators and students implement in their routines. So, to make their lives easier, so they say. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. And apparently there's a lot of benefits of AI in education. And one that we can think of most commonly is, you know, the chat box. Mm-hmm. They have them on the, you know, e-commerce websites if you need help. And, you know, they do the same if you have a question while you're studying and you're like, what is the square root of 24? And you need the answer, you know, ASAP. I hate chatbots because every time I go on to like our uh, host provider, they have like a, they have one on there and it's gotten better over the years, but I still skip it because it's still annoying to not talk to a person when I need a very specific question answered. Right. And it's always like, uh, I feel like it's talking to Yoda. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, oh, dude, I try, <laughs> try not do. Like, no, what <laughs> do I need to do to get the site to go live? It's not working. <laughs> and, and you get the impression sometimes, I mean, well, or often, at least I do, you go to a website and you really, I mean, you're actually in the in the process of scrolling down to get to the contact page so that you can actually call and talk to you. Yeah. But that chat thing is like, you know, we really rather not talk to you if we don't have it's, to. It's like the yes. bane of your existence. And especially when it pops up unprompted, you're like, do you have a question? And I'm like, no, yeah. I what don't. What do you want? <laughs> right? Like. No, I absolutely want to rage if I'm like scrolling through my phone, trying to go on a website and get to what I need. And all of a sudden it's like popped up with the big chat box. And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't need you. Like, I just want to do what I want to do. It's like a big ass happy birthday sign. Like, you have a question. Like, no, no, absolutely not. I feel like it's like John, like 
like we really don't want to talk to you. So here, please, the, please use the box. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're headed toward the door to the club, and the bouncer just moves right there and says, "Stop, stop." <laughs> yeah, we don't want to let you in. And chatbots, of course, they're fun because back and John will appreciate this. Not that he listens to episodes at all, but he, uh, you know, Twitter had a chatbot that went really, really racist. Uh, really quickly afterwards. Yeah, y'all may not know this Interesting. one. When was this? This was probably, I would say about six, seven years ago. Oh, okay. Um, they put a chatbot and released it. It was it was a Twitter account for the chatbot. And then all of a sudden it started like people started interacting with it. And so it was like machine learning. So it's learning as it's going. But it learned because it learned racism. So it started <laughs> like talking like Hitler and quoting him and saying how great he was. Like they had to step in and shut it down because it got so bad. And I was just like, well, that's Twitter. Twitter just starts acting like your 90-year-old grandmother. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So, you know, they're great for machine learning because that's what I I feel like that's obviously what they're doing. Um, You know, I I don't think we've got it on here or not, which is okay because it's not like, you know, all everybody knows what we do for a living. They're like, why are you guys talking about artificial intelligence? And we're like, because come on. It's so in your face. It's relevant. <laughs> yeah. But I was watching the the one, I don't know if it's Boston Dynamics, it has the dog. The yes. Dog. Yeah. So there's a, um, I think it's on Netflix about how they were working with that, trying to show, trying to teach it how to run. So they were out on a track and it was running and it was tripping and falling over and everything else. And, but it kept getting better the more it was doing it. And it was learning how to run and not fall. And that's one hmm. thing that struck me where I was like, oh, God, they're actually, okay, this is like a different mindset of machine learning than, it's like Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> that's trial and error. Yeah, and it's learning from that trial and error, and it's it's, it's going to take over, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm deter- like, I'm absolutely convinced. Yeah. Terminator, it's gonna be- absolutely. It's going to happen. Skynet is here. Well, it's here, robots. it's happening. It didn't take it long. Or what's that one Will Smith movie with a... Uh, Oh, iRobot. Oh, iRobot, yeah. yeah iRobot, yeah. absolutely. It's See, very that's a great example. Mm-hmm. But in iRobot, they had the three laws so that it didn't kill people, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was the, the thing about the movie. And there's no three laws right now. Uh, because in this thing that they show about the dog, I mean, yeah, somebody mounted a gun on the back of it. Yep, they did. I <laughs> did. And they're like, this thing was supposed yeah. to be for like, helping people like in fires and rescue and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now they like, Oh, let's put a gun on the back. There's a 50 caliber gun on the back. So this thing's shooting like bang and just bouncing itself backwards, but then stabilizing itself again. And I'm just like, this is like, it's a cannon at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Are you sure you weren't like playing some sort of video game when this was happening? Because I'm like, no, 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 where? No, I'm like, where was this going on? I know. I'm like, this I, is I'm like, oh my goodness, no! Like, I'm absolutely the person that I'm like, I just stay out of the news. Mm-hmm. I stay out of all the things. I don't understand all the tech and the AI and all the things. And I'm like, nope. Sometimes you just feel like you're just better off not knowing everything. I know. It's well, like whenever you are cleaning and you see a bunch of crumbs under the rug and you're like, uh, I'm going to just put it back down. Nobody, back down there. nobody sees Fine. it. What difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not going to hurt anybody. My life is not harmed. Yes. Well, it's the whole rage right now in the real estate industry and it, if you look all over your social media, real estate industry, honestly, everybody, the new AI stuff where it takes like a I guess some sort of compilation of like all your pictures and puts these like AI pictures together. 
And it's insane the amount of real estate agents and other people in the industry that I've talked to and see on a regular basis. And I'm like, when did you take this picture? Like, you don't look that good in person. (laughs) When have you ever dressed up like this? And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's actually an AI picture. Like, this is weird. This is crazy. And I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see if I could look like pretty decent in a picture like that to where it didn't take like 15 takes. But at the same time, I'm like, "Mm, I'm good. I don't need it. Like having all this like information about me. What was the next one? Oh, uh, smart content. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Michaela. (laughs) I have actually not heard of this one or, you know, wasn't implemented in my curriculum back back in my day. Um, what what I think of... If it wasn't for you, then it definitely wasn't for any of us. <laughs> well, I think of, I think of the smart boards that, uh, that they use, like you draw, and like they used it for, you know, learning purposes. But we all, let's be honest, every time we were like, why well, we want to draw pictures or play hangman on it? Um, but... No, it was always like, let's do our math, open your page to, or your books to page 54 or something. But this is not that, I don't think. It's customized adaptive learning. It's pretty much like every other tool, but it's it, it serves the same purpose as, you know, a virtual assistant. And uh, eventually when we get to the tutoring systems, it's, to, it's supposed to help a student improve overall. Like they analyze mm-hmm. what subjects they struggle in. And, uh, for a specific student. Yeah, for a specific student and tailor around like what subjects. Because not everyone, you know, is a stellar student in some in all subjects. Like I'm not a math person. I'm more of the fine arts, history, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Math and I remember having to go and I am also the kind of person that I like I don't know who mentioned it, but it's in person uh, interactions when it's tutoring, it resonates more, I feel like, rather than, you know, typing into a virtual assistant or a bot saying, give me the square root of 16 or something, or any form of a, a formula Ooh. math question. But, uh, yeah, and, th- and this is also supposed to help out the educators to know, like, to form what kind of a syllabus or curriculum to provide their students the following year. So, it helps advancement and, like, you know, certain people. Based um, on, based on, based on assessing data. Mm-hmm. From the student population, I guess, I like a, so. a, a particular classroom, for example. Mm-hmm. Say, ba- based on the way these kids performed this year on this subject, I guess the AI, the AI system assesses that data and then formulates a curriculum that compensates and adapts to. Mm-hmm. But there's also other things too, like standardized testing. Like they uh, in Indiana, Jeez. they call it the I step. It's from like, I don't know, I don't know if they changed it, but third grade up until like your, I think in the senior year, unless it's like 10th or 11th grade, whenever they stop it. And it's yearly standardized testing to see like how your teachers did this year, like what, what resonated with you, what needs to be pushed next year. And that's right. how they, you know, take all the data analytics and like compare and contrast to get student by student. And it's kind of like that, but I feel like this just is like the shortcut way of doing that maybe. Per- well, yeah, like- perhaps. It would totally be more in-depth, I feel like, Mm -hmm. because you're seeing in real time, and I'm sure it can start compiling that data as early as, you know, the first half of the year, but then it's going to be changing, and you can assess even after the first half of the year versus, like, the second half, you can make changes if it does give you that information as you go. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think it could change so much because, I mean, I know I'm very much an auditory, like, processor. Like, I can sit here and read something, and it's great. But if somebody's telling me something, I can understand it much better and I'm going to process it or like remember it better than just something I'm sitting here reading on a page. Mm-hmm. I might remember, I might remember, oh, well, that had a picture with it, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it would register with me. But if I hear someone talk about it or saying it, 
it said multiple times, then that's the way I learn best. Mm -hmm. So if there was some sort of tech, anything like that, that would actually put it to where the teacher kind of adapts or the information's adapted more towards my learning needs. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is kind of a game changer and is anti tech everything as I usually am. <laughs> I would say like I do the bare minimums, but like I think that's something that I could totally see the benefit in having something that's like, okay, well these students didn't perform as well in this because of whatever you change. But then also if there's some sort of way to adapt the capabilities of like the learning capabilities mm-hmm. in what manner that I feel like that would be totally Yeah. Cool. And you thought you couldn't you didn't have much to contribute. To <laughs> okay, well, five minutes later. Oh, and you okay. didn't go. You didn't go around. Minutes you, later. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go around the table and, and introduce everybody. I know. I was actually just thinking that, Mitch, as as she was talking, I was like, no one has any clue. If Who's that's, talking? Is is, is, Mika- is Michaela doing a voice? What's what happening? happening? She totally so, sounds like a valley girl now, with like a little bit of a southern draw, and they're like, what is happening? <laughs> And then I'll end up saying something super crazy, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell?" Nah. Yeah, that made me think. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're here with our creative director, Mitch Gregory, Michaela, Hello. our brand manager, Howdy. and Lindsay Davis, new to us, who is business development executive. Your cards are here. Okay. Uh, I get to be all official. Yeah, you That's are. Right. Yes, Yay. they arrived yesterday in the mail. And um, we still have us all on sound, believe it or not, when you hear this small voice in the corner that's not on mic. That's Jacob. All right. Uh, anyways, automated grading systems and personalized feedback are the other ones you have here. So we talked about, I don't know, I think we caught it on mic or not, we talked about Scantrons. Mm-hmm. Um, bubble sheets. Yeah, Mitch calls bubble sheets. That's what my teachers called them. <laughs> <laughs> Back when we had to make paper I out just, of rice. I just remember if if you handed this thing in for your teacher to, you know, go through the, it's like a, like you said, a voting ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, it generates that way. Get the results that you, uh, on your t- exam from there. But the Scantron, for the love of God, if you ever gave it to your teacher in pen, the look of disgust on their face. Oh or not gosh. a number two. Yes. We had, had have a number two pencil. Mm-hmm. That's the part I couldn't, I still, to this day, I'm like, look, how does it know? We're programming dogs that can walk and now run on their own and putting 50 caliber guns on their back. Why Why does it matter if it's number two pencil or <laughs> I can tell you why. Okay. It's all about the density of the mark. It's it that the machine basically reads it. If it, it it's got to be dark enough mm-hmm. to Wait. register in the in, in the in the optical scanner on it. That's that's all it is. And they tell you too, like you gotta like. And I always did that too. I made sure it was good and dark, like because right. they said if it's shading, it's it, it's going to count it wrong. Right. Um, Got to be almost shiny mm-hmm. dark. Okay. Well, learn something today. I'd- but now it's like now you can now you can use a pen. Yeah. But sure, it's, it's yeah. but it's all about making filling that space and making sure it's dark enough that the optical sensor can. Register. And I also think too, because teachers were always like oh, these damn dumb schools like they, they're gonna have to change their answer <laughs> they mid-test. think that anyway <laughs> yeah and you know it's in pen so you can't change the right, answer <laughs> right right can't exit out and be like oh i want to put b instead of c right yeah well anyways pros and cons of ai and education uh plagiarism detection uh, transcription of lessons exposure to students to new technology i remember computer labs yes i remember writing this one down when i saw this um because there used to be a day when computers were new and uh, you got to go 
on a particular day of the week for an hour to go into the computer lab and then try to get Jeremy to um, Oregon and not have dysentery. <laughs> and that was your... Or just to get the computer to repeat a cuss word over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one. You know, that's how we learned to like... It's famous as boobs in the calculator. <laughs> yes. It was. That's... Yes. See, yeah, Yep. Or hell. Yeah, yeah. So you're oh, making yeah. it, making an image out of like letters and trying to get right. that to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Making your own custom flyers at eight years old for whatever <laughs> garage band you're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Like draw this. Oh, I want to do. Yeah, I had like three apps on this tiny, tiny screen that's about the size of us, the full size iPhone, trying to like you know play Oregon Trail or you know just something and just thinking to myself like this isn't a lesson that i'm learning here what are we doing it's just fun time because we did the same thing in library uh, sometimes we had the opportunity and this was like you know grade school um because in high school we had you know an actual uh, uh official class that you know went over home row and different microsoft tools things like that but for library every once in a blue moon you got to go on the computers and i always did uh yahoo music and i did this one game where you just have to hit the space bar the whole time <laughs> you're hopping it's a taxi game and you're just hopping over uh, other cars and cacti you know you can still play that game on google if you go to google what? search mm-hmm. there's uh all kinds of easter eggs where you can play a game on google search and it'll turn into uh this little Tyrannosaurus rex i think and, and it'll just you the game is just oh yeah that's whenever the wi-fi would go out to yeah. i remember when we were uh, we yeah. were doing a research paper for my english class in college and the wi-fi was just out it, it was like a I don't know what the heck happened, but no Wi-Fi, and we we're ri- supposed to be writing this research paper like on our. It was the class time, and the professor was being nice and letting us use the writing lab to get whatever we needed yeah. to done. Um, but <laughs> power went out, and uh, all of us just played the dinosaur game <laughs> for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. If you look up, uh, if you go and think about it, next time you're on the interwebs and surfing, just uh, Google Google Easter eggs. Uh, for the search engine and that'll be one of them that'll come up there's all kinds of other things you can type in to change the screen and do other stuff i mean it's uh yeah it's there's all kinds of things that are out there that kind of go back into the days of like when you when i was a kid and going to computer labs and you don't want to know about the computer labs when i was in school yeah were they like the ones that had the you move the um you know, the little like wooden knob over <laughs> or slid it down. Oh, you mean an abacus? The, yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. The computers in when I was in high school. That's why all the houses are crooked and shively or something. <laughs> when I was in high school and they were old and, and this was and this was old technology, I guess, at the time. Because the, the desktop computer at this point was just becoming just starting to be born, if you will. But it was a big there was a thing called teletype. It was like a big, if you, if you picture an old fashioned electric typewriter and it had a phone receiver connected to it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. But I didn't use it because that, that yeah, was a modem. Yeah, that's right. They, yeah. Con- they basically connected the computer to a larger computer. I think at the time was at U of L. Yeah. And they would, you know, dial the number and they would engage like the old dot, like old dial up internet used to. And they would put the phone in the receiver thing and that's how that computer terminal talked to the mainframe, as they used to call them. Yeah. Yeah, because it's tones. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, you get it, that today when you hit a touch tone phone, you hear, doo, 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 yep. that's still a thing. Yeah. And it had like a roll of like dot matrix paper mm-hmm. attached to it. And it would print out whatever it was they were, the computer. That's, I never was never had a computer class. I wasn't smart enough. But, that's why it's always like people... This, that was the technology but we see, had. But see, that's always the thing like today, like people are always about security, 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 right? 
And if I go up to a keypad and it audibly makes those tone noises and somebody who knows the tone for each number, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. need to see them typing in on the keypad what they're typing. Yeah, because you know each key has its right. own tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just so have to like, memorize the tone. Yeah. yeah. So why is your pin number 315? You know, it's like, uh. <laughs> I can remember my Ouch. old phone number by the tone. Yeah. My well, old home phone number when I was a kid. Well, you're yeah. a step ahead of me on that deep, one. Deep, 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 deep. Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, then. So anybody out there that, can, they, that, that knows what those tones are, they can call my house, my parents' house. Okay. I love it. Anyways, this is the weirdest episode we've ever recorded to go from AI into that. So I'll figure out. Thank how to, you. I'll You're spl- welcome. I'll figure out how to here. split it into there two. You go. Um, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next week. Did you know everything is an ad? What do you mean? All expressions related to a brand are an ad. You just blew my mind. Yeah, don't let overthought advertising strategies get you down. Just have your why and a budget and leave the rest to the nerds. To chime in on all the latest branding and advertising pointers, listen to the Nerd Brand Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.